Hello and welcome to the Singing Buddha podcast. My name is Lucy Burns. I'm a coach and author of the book 15 Steps to Lasting Happiness. I'm also known as the artist, songwriter and music producer Lazy Hammock. In these episodes, I will be sharing my take on life from a creative and spiritual perspective, looking at ways in which we can tap into our limitless potential so that we are able to become our best selves, not only creatively, but also emotionally, physically and spiritually, enabling us to navigate our lives and emotions in a more balanced and grounded way within this world, whilst endeavouring to remain true to our core creative selves. Listen in to either start or continue on your journey of awareness and expansion, stepping into your own rhythm and unique flow, where together we can learn to let go, allow and just be hopefully resulting in a deeper connection to ourselves, each other, and the wider universe. Hello, and welcome to the Singing Buddha podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about embracing new phases of our life and letting go of the past. It's not always easy. Change isn't always easy. But it's something that if we can embrace or begin to look at ways of embracing change, it takes an enormous pressure off us. Embracing the different phases of life is such a profound and necessary journey. I kind of see it like navigating a winding river in a little canoe, in each bend revealing new challenges and opportunities and profound moments of growth. And in our journeys, there's often a resistance to change, especially as we transition from one phase to another. You know, if we think about it, as children, we eagerly anticipate the next milestone you know, becoming a teenager and then a young adult. It's like we can't wait to get there. But as we settle into adulthood, there's often a subtle shift and a tendency to cling to what's familiar, even if it no longer aligns with who we're becoming. It's kind of like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, even if it no longer serves us. We resist the natural flow of life, by trying to fit our old selves into a new reality that may not resonate with who we are now. And that resistance can manifest as imbalance or unease or fear, sadness, stagnation, or even a sense of anger as we confront the unknown. But what if we approach these transitions with the same curiosity or openness and excitement as we had as children? What if we viewed each phase of life as an opportunity for reinvention, for deepening our understanding of ourselves and the world around us and the way in which we connect to others? Some cultures have ancient rites of passage and rituals and ceremonies that mark significant transitions in life. And these ceremonies remind us that change is not to be feared but embraced as a natural part of our journey. Yet, navigating through phases that feel uncomfortable or painful can be incredibly challenging. It's kind of like being 
caught in a stormy sea, tossed about by waves of uncertainty and avoidance and grief or loss, whether it's the breakdown of a relationship or the start of a new job or the end of a career or the profound changes that come with menopause or loss of a loved one. These transitions can shake us to our core and at times like these it's natural to resist, to cling desperately to what was, even if it no longer serves us. But just as water flows downstream, life is meant to be fluid, ever-changing and adaptable. When water hits an obstacle, it finds a way to go over or round or under it. It doesn't stop and try and go back upstream. And sometimes as humans it feels like that's what we try to do. We find an obstacle, we find something that we feel hurt by. And instead of moving past or over it or through it, we turn around and and try and go upstream. Acceptance doesn't mean pretending everything is fine when it's not. It's about acknowledging the truth of our experience, however painful it may be, and finding the courage to move forward anyway. I found it when I was going through the menopause that I was in a place that I didn't recognise at all. It's like being somewhere and the light switched off. And you're not able to, to see where you are. And you have to find your way around. Which of course is how many people do actually live. And this space that I was occupying, it was not familiar to me. I didn't recognise it. I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. And I didn't feel like me. I didn't feel like I knew this person anymore. It wasn't someone I recognised. So I pushed against it at first. I pushed against it because that felt better for me than embracing something that I didn't know how to hold. And actually... The pushing against it made it worse because when you don't accept something, it doesn't mean you like it, doesn't mean you want it, but you are accepting that it is there. When you accept it, part of that fight goes because there's acknowledgement and there's a deep acceptance that I now can work with this, however hard, and move through it. It took me a long time because... The person who I was becoming, as I said, I didn't recognise, I didn't particularly like, just because it wasn't the person who I had built, who I had become. It was like someone totally different. And it was only when I, I think I read an article or saw a video about someone who spoke about embracing this time in our lives as something new, something different, something special, where something great could grow from, that this was who we were becoming. This amazing person, someone wise from all the years we'd had before us and all the things we learned and the things we were able to teach people. 
looking at things that I hadn't looked at, looking at part of me that I hadn't seen because I was so focused on what wasn't working for me rather than what could work for me. Now, of course, this isn't just about the menopause. This is about all sorts of times and phases in your life where you could be stuck or challenged or with an obstacle in front of you. And eventually, as I began to look at myself differently and the new person that was blooming, and I say blooming because it was like that, it was kind of like a new seed growing. But actually, I started to pay more attention to that rather than what I didn't like and what I didn't recognize. And it was an incredibly hard time for me and for, I think, about seven years. However, in the end, the person I became or have become is someone who I am proud of and who I feel happy about. But I had to accept that that is not exactly who I was before. It's a different version. So there's some parts which I say, oh, yeah, that's great. And there's other parts where maybe my life has slowed down a lot. I don't do things with the intensity, or some projects I do, but I don't in terms of physical physical intensity of rushing around, doing this, doing that, getting on the train, going there, going here. You know, I can't live that life anymore. But it took me a long time to realise that that person who lived that life at that intensity isn't where I'm at now. And not only it's not where I'm at now, but it's okay to not be there now. And I learned a lot through that time. But sometimes I still look and think, oh, maybe I'm not doing as much as I should be. And all those things, how we kind of chastise ourselves. And actually, I'm doing what's right for me now at the pace what's right for me now. And I don't miss rushing about at 90 miles an hour. I did that for like 25 years. Fitting everything in, working, bringing up my child, doing, you know, all of it doing a music career and it was just full on and I actually have embraced the place that I'm at now doesn't mean it's always easy because nothing's always easy but there's a calmness to it because actually you can stop and you can see what's around you you have time I know that isn't for everyone. Everyone's at a different place in their lives and everyone has different circumstances. But I do encourage you to try and see what you are becoming rather than the person that maybe you are losing or what is it you have gained even though you feel that you have lost something or may have lost something. So, you know, I'd like to see how we can apply this wisdom to our own lives. It's about cultivating a mindset of acceptance and gratitude and recognising that each phase of life brings its own unique gifts and lessons. It's about letting go of the need to control or resist change and instead surrendering to the flow of life with an open heart and mind. Most importantly, it's about honouring the truth of who we are in each moment. Even as we continue to evolve and grow, Because ultimately, life is a beautiful tapestry of experiences and each phase is an integral part of our life experience and journey. So let's look at some ideas and strategies that have helped me when I'm navigating 
challenging transitions. I always have to remind myself about having self-compassion because, as I said earlier, it's easier to chastise yourselves or to berate yourself about things. But actually, practicing self-compassion is like throwing yourself a lifeline. It's about being gentle with yourself and recognizing that it's okay to feel scared or unsure. It's about giving yourself permission to lean into those emotions, knowing that they're a natural part of the human experience. And also mindfulness and meditation. This isn't for everyone, but even a few minutes of sitting still and quietly and focusing on your breathing can work wonders for calming the storms that we often have inside. If you find it hard to sit still, Walking slowly in nature and focusing on just being where you are can really help. Also, being able to seek support from people we can trust. And I always say people we can trust because sometimes the people we want to have support from aren't the people we can trust with our feelings. So they might be, as people see from the outside, the closest people to you. It might be your partner you want to tell or your parent or your sister or your brother or your friend. But you know that particular person, if you trust them with your innermost feelings or pain or something you want to talk about, sometimes we know that that person who we want to hear us isn't able to hear us in the way that we need to be heard. So it's really important to be discerning about the people who you share your struggles and pain with. People who will listen and reassure us and people who won't judge us or question us. That is the most important thing. I'm also someone who likes to write and, you know, some people don't like writing and that's fine. But getting your feelings down in some way so... You know, for some of you, it might be to speak into your phone and you can talk into that or I write my feelings down in a notebook sometimes. It's a private place where I can keep my thoughts safe, the ones I don't want to share with others, but also that I don't want to keep inside suppressed. You know, I've spoken before about acceptance and letting go and even a bit earlier I spoke about acceptance. Acceptance and letting go are two sides of the same coin. It's about surrendering to the present moment, letting go of the need to control everything. It's not always easy, but when we loosen our grip on life, we create space for something beautiful to emerge. I think that another thing that I find important is to have meaning and purpose or find meaning and purpose, even if it's in really small things, whether it's your daily activities, your work, whatever it is. Even speaking to someone on the phone and being there for them or doing something for others, sometimes that's a good way to distract ourselves from our own difficulties. Yes, we of course have to work on ourselves and the things we're going through, but when we take the focus from ourselves and place that on another person and do something for them, often that can remind us that we all have our struggles, we're all going through different things and it can just take the attention off ourself for a moment, which can be helpful. As long as we don't use that as a distraction strategy to make sure that we don't ever focus on ourselves. Because again, balance is crucial. Now, another way I think is uh, creative expression. And of course, I'm going to say that because 
I'm a musician and an author, so I would say that. But I say creative expression because it's a way to channel our emotions and experiences into something tangible, whether it's through art, music or writing. Even when things are really tough, there's still beauty to be found. Beauty within the pain expressed often. To be honest with you, I wrote most of my albums when I was in real pain, especially in relationships. You know, the worse the relationship was, the more I wrote. Hence me not writing as much now because I'm actually in a very happy, loving relationship. But I think that this creative expression even if you don't see yourself as a creative person, it doesn't matter. You know, you might be someone who really enjoys singing in the shower. You might be someone who enjoys taking photos, dancing, pottery, playing the guitar, drums, writing poetry. You might be someone who really enjoys drawing a picture or colouring in. Colouring in is great because that's That's a form of mindfulness as well. And it's great because it's mindful, meditative, and also it takes you away from what you're doing and you create something beautiful at the end of it. So it doesn't actually matter what you do. It doesn't matter what the standard is. This isn't about going on stage and performing. This is about you and your inner expression. And who knows what you'll find there? How exciting to try. I think the main one, though, is gratitude. It's about shifting our focus from what we've lost to what we are fortunate enough to still have. You know, sometimes I find this helps me zoom in on life so I can see the details, see what's really important. The more we focus on what we have thanks for and what we can be thankful for, the more we see to be thankful for. It's incredible, like the more we complain about things, the more we see to complain about. But let's have more gratitude have gratitude for what we do have. We have so much. We really do. So if we can embrace the wisdom of water, allowing ourselves to flow with the currents of change, even when they take us into that uncharted territory, because ultimately it's in those moments of surrender that we discover our true strength and resilience. And by embracing the journey, even when it's difficult, We open up ourselves to the infinite possibilities that lie ahead. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe and follow. See you next time. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please follow, like, subscribe or even write a review. If you would like to support the show and make a donation, you will find a link in the show notes. Alternatively, you can donate on my website. It will be gratefully received. For upcoming courses and retreats, sign up to my mailing list at lucyburns.com. If you'd like to hear more of my music, you can find it on all major streaming or download sites under my artist name, Lazy Hammock. If you have any topics or questions that you would like answered or discussed in future episodes, please send for consideration to the Singing Buddha Podcast at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Singing Buddha Podcast.